and we start the episode number 5 of Synapse right now. Information from one neuron flows to another neuron across a synapse. synapse. Welcome to Synapse episode number 5 and we have our two uh, nice co-hosts, Anna from far, far away. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad to be here and uh, let's start the show. And Laura, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. And we're going to start today with headlines, as usual, talk about news. We will also have a topic that we will be uh, debating it, making ideas, build up things around it and inviting you to participate with us. So let's start now immediately with our headlines. Corpiclani premieres a new video online. Lucato release Rhapsody, new digital single and lyric video. Camelot release official video. Moonspell, a new lyric video, more lyric videos on Darkmind Radio. Kyrenia, album preview release. Paradise Lost, new lyric video, and they will perform the full new album live. And of course, we will talk our topic of today, which is bands merchandise. And those were the headlines, and we have the first one. Uh, let's take it in order. And Corpiclani, they start with a new uh, a new video. The name is Pilion Payusta Tecti. Or I hope I pronounce it correctly. And it's a live video. It's a live video with a great uh, uh, rhythm, very uh, fun, mo moving. Uh, it was filmed live in Moscow in the past weeks. And what else, Lara? You wrote also some, some things about <laughs> it. Uh, more or less what you said so far. But I wanted to add my uh, my impression on it. Uh, I like the idea of um, a live um, video for this song because, as you said, it's so fun. Uh, and you see, you see the crowd, you see the uh, guys moving on the on the stage and singing and enjoying it, and it's a very very nice overall feeling from this video and from the song. And there's one more thing that I like a lot: what? the awesome beard of the guitarist, <laughs> Jarko Altonen. <laughs> Oh, that long, long beard looks very cool. <laughs> like a CC Top guy almost. Yes, yes, it's very nice. But um, watching the video, I kind of wished to, to be to a Corpiclani crowd, no? concert, yes. I had in mind, oh, this will be a lot of fun. If they <laughs> come <laughs> to a concert around where we live, we should definitely go. Did you see the video, Anna? Uh, yes, I have seen it. Uh, it's uh, very nice. It's uh, very uh, fun, just like you said. And I think I also like uh, very much like the song itself, without, even without video, it's very uh, energetic. And I think it, it sounds very like Copiclani. It's their uh, essence of their... Exactly. Yes. And uh, I, I, I'm very uh, eager to listen to the whole album because it is about to be released uh, soon, I think. Yes, in about one week. Oh, yeah, no. in a week or so. Yeah, 1st mm -hmm. of May in Europe, 4th of May in UK... 5th of May in USA. Via Nuclear Blast. Okay, there we go, Nuclear Blast. You owe us a commercial. Sign up. Look at really. Oh, this we talk a few, two episodes ago or something like that, no? Yes, when they just released the cover art of their new album, no? Yes. If I remember right. And they release a new single. The new uh, si a digital single. <laughs> because okay, the difference is what? That is just a digital song, an MP3 file probably? Yes. Okay. Then a digital single, <laughs> which is uh, called uh, The Rose and the Cross, or actually the right name is Rosen, Rosen Cross. Cross, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, of course, it's a lyric video. <laughs> it's uh, interesting, actually. 
uh, I think uh, uh, Anna and I were having a conversation the other day about lyric videos or not lyric videos, right? That's right. I'm, uh, I remember that uh, last time you were talking about lyrics video and you were not very much impressed uh, about the, the number of lyrics video which are released right now. Uh, I have to say that I have a contrary opinion because uh, I am a very big fan of both music and lyrics. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's a good thing that lyrics are somehow validated in this way. That it's not just the music, it's not just a, a piece of uh, sound to, you know, do some headbanging and so on. It's also about the lyrics and they are appreciated in this way. And I also think that it has begun, in, in fact, I think it is uh, some kind of dance strategy because of uh, the number of fan videos uh, with lyrics. Uh, I suspect that perhaps fans uh, realize that instead of uh, letting fans do this just easy, uh, very simple lyrics videos, they can do it themselves and they can do it in a kind of artistic way because uh, we will be talking about uh, lyrics video from Moonspell later. Yeah. And, yes, and I think th this, uh, and also Paradise Lost released the new lyrics video. I think these are a very uh, well done videos, very sophisticated, very, very much arty, I would say. Uh, and uh, I remember also that last time you were talking about videos from uh, two bands from Siberia and from Passion, Students of Passion, and you were not very much impressed. So I think that perhaps it's better to make a lyrics video, uh, a good lyrics video, uh -huh. than just, you know, the, the, the video that would, a normal video, let's say, that would not be very much appreciated by the fans, perhaps. Yes, yes. I think you have a good point there. Of uh, course, but just because it's a lyric video and you see the lyrics doesn't mean that it's, um, it also send, um, shows a story or it's a good video in itself well, with good images and so on. I agree in the point because I myself also like very much lyrics. I agree that it's a very good way to show the lyrics to the people because that's why we also have the show of Metamorphosis so that people can actually get involved in the lyrics of uh, bands instead of just the sound of the words in the in the song itself but i don't know maybe it's just that it's becoming a a standard in the industry uh to have a lyric video as you said probably this is a strategy from uh, record labels to control uh a little bit a market that was being exploited by fans and yes. the thing is lyric videos some of them that we have seen in the last week stopped being totally like only lyric videos so we're making like a transition from uh the shooting of a video to a more cgi uh way of making videos yes more focused on graphics on uh, uh involving the uh, cover artwork as we saw it with uh, paradise Lost. we will talk soon about that but in the case of moonspell I think uh, the um, the band focused on the story behind the lyrics when making the lyric video. Okay, but we're but talking about we, Luca Turilli. We exactly, we deviated a lot. And let's talk about Luca Turilli's video. Well, first of all, did you like the song? No. Joanna, uh, did you like the song? I liked it a lot. Me it's too. <laughs> you know why? Because it's a theme that I personally feel very inclined to. And I don't know, it's a, it talks about the rose and the cross. And the first thing you start to, or at least I got the impression when I watched the video, was uh, first the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> the, bo the book yes. and the movie even. And then this uh, relationship with, you know, the prophets, the 12 men. Then the secret order. Secret orders. And of course, we're talking about Templars, Order of the Rose, you know, Church, religion. Yes. But uh, if we talk about the video in itself, what I didn't like is that it has um, a long intro where they present a bit the story. And um, I had, a, beside the, the song that didn't really click with me, um, I thought the sound was very bad. Yeah. The mixing I, was I was going to save that terrible. also for the end, but yes, you're right. That's something that I also noticed, the sound. 
I don't know if maybe Luca to really rushed too much in releasing this lyric video. That the mix is maybe not the final mix. I know I really got the impression that it's not the final mix, and I um, hope it's not the final. I don't know what to say, considering that the album will be released at the beginning of June. It's. I think they should have the final sound for the album. Hmm. Of course, I I don't know for sure, but uh-huh. yes, but it's it's terrible in my opinion. It sounds very like an amateur job. Anna. Uh, I have to say that I didn't notice that, but perhaps it's because I was uh, really into music. Uh, I didn't pay attention to the uh, technical details. Uh, but I was also reading the uh, the uh, Look to Millie's uh, confessions and uh, and uh, um, well impressions about the, this album, and I got uh, interested because. Uh, well, I'm interested in uh, secret knowledge, uh, as you said, about these things, about religion, spirituality. Mm-hmm. And Me so, too, yeah. Yes, and I'm also very much interested in metal. So combining uh, this secret knowledge with metal is like two-in-one for me. So that, that's great. And I was reading this, uh, this interview with Luca Turini, who pointed uh, out two people, two important people uh, as his inspiration. One was uh, Madame Helen uh, Blavatsky. Uh, she was, um, I would say, spiritual teacher who was trying to combine the, uh, the, the Western uh, spiritual knowledge with the Western esoteric one. And that was one person. And the other person was uh, Rudolf Steiner, who was the founder of uh, the whole anthroposophy movement. So they were find, find, trying to find out what is the place of a human being in the whole universe, what are the influences and so on. So uh, again, uh, these are the people that uh, also I'm also interested in. So I'm really looking forward to see what Lukat really has prepared for the new album. Yes, and uh, at the end of the video, there's uh, uh, the phrase of Carl Jung, who looks outside, dreams. Oh, yes. Who looks inside, awakens. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was a nice touch at the end. I liked it. <laughs> before <Yeah>. the, <laughs> this is my before I before the end that it tries to be like a movie trailer. Ah yes, and uh, that yes. Then we the go end. to the end. <laughs> I don't know why if they really expected to make it like because you know I like I like the the song itself, the lyrics. I like those elements of uh, uh, you know. I uh, know uh, well, they they do have some the, some good parts like big choirs and um yes okay and nice let's rhythm. let's pass all mm-hmm. that and we know that the mix eh, it's a little weird but come on the end I really dislike the end the fact that they Me use too. that voice a it's bad not, voice it's not even clear it's not even clear they should have called me <laughs> <laughs> leave a comment <laughs> on YouTube uh, and I would video. have narrated that part for them but uh, even with my voice I would have been done a better job than that voice for uh, try to be like cinema uh, like a trailer of a movie uh, it was very bad it failed I, I think it failed there in the end yes. that's my opinion it, it kind of ruined it but I think that the whole song, it sounds very much like Luca Turilli. Yeah. Oh, yes. That I agree. It's, it's typical. You hear it and you say Luca Turilli. Yes, definitely. So it's a sound that you cannot really mistake for anything else. Indeed. Okay. Now. That I'm with you. Yes. So please leave us a comment as well, you that are listening to us. Write down there your comments in the... Uh, in the podcast page if you are listening to the podcast or send us or enter in the chat and start to share with us your opinions it will be very interesting and maybe we will be able to uh, comment them in the next one in the next show or you can send us a message on Facebook right right. Laura was Facebook Facebook yes Facebook yes also we have Facebook if you don't know facebook.com slash darkmindradio you can leave us there some messages as well and commenting about uh, the topics we are talking today, and which the next one is Camelot. Who wants to start with Camelot? I think it's a very good video. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, if the listeners saw the video, uh, but uh, it provokes uh, the um, the first. My first association was with the movie The Island. I don't know if you have seen it. It was the movie by Michael Bay, 
with Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, Sean Bean. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. Uh -huh. So, uh, just to, I don't want to do any spoilers here, don't want to provide any spoilers, but it was generally, it was about the, um, let's say, well, med doctor, uh, who was played by Sean Bean, uh, Dr. Maverick, who was uh, uh, cultivating uh, the human clones for the rich people who paid uh, for, the, for them uh, just to have uh, spare parts for, uh, for, uh, of, of, the, of the body organs or if they couldn't have baby just to have uh, uh, the, the egg cells and so on. So these clones were living in a separate, a separate um, world, separate, uh, I don't know, place. And mm -hmm. the, 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 the first scenes of Camelot's video just really reminds me of the of the scenes from that movie. I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but it was uh, clear, very clear for me. Yep. Yes, it was, in fact. Um, Thomas, uh, Thomas Youngblood said that Camelot returns with a sci-fi-inspired thriller for the song Insomnia. In a post-apocalyptic post world, surveillance is everywhere and overpopulation is rampant. Deep in the underground of the wasteland monarchy lies the Insomnia Division, the housing for some of the chosen ones, only allowed to live in an insomniatic state. Well, to be honest, when I saw, instead of the island, the first thing I thought was Matrix. People, you know, connected and disconnecting people to live the reality. That's the impression I got immediately. And of course, the thing of the big brother with the fly yes, with all the, the eyes watching everywhere. Yes, police control. Yeah, the farming. control. And but, what, do you think, what do you think about the song? Because I think it's very good. The, the song was okay, but to, to me, it sounded like uh, something that we have heard before. I don't know, like typical, yeah. typical Camelot. Typical Camelot, I agree with you, uh, but I have to say that it was a good thing for me because, uh, you know, uh, I can see that uh, Tommy Kadevik, uh, the, the singer, the new singer, in fact, not very new, but uh, somebody who was still uh, very, very, not, not uh, well, he's not uh, that much associated with Camelot as Roy, the previous, previous singer. And I think that, he, that Tommy finds himself very well in Camelot uh, as, a, as a singer. Uh, you, you almost see no difference between the old recordings and the new ones. Well, you know, probably that's exactly a problem that I started to have with Camelot. Um, yes, I personally like uh, Tommy's voice very much. I think he's a very good singer, not only in this band, but I know he is also in Seventh Wonder. That is his first band. But I loved his uh, his work in Iron, The Theory of Everything. He did such a good job there. And uh, live, he also sounds good. And also on the Camelot albums. Um, I think he's great as a singer. What I dislike, and what also Rafa tried to say, is that he imitates Roy too much. We would like to see yeah, his own exactly. personality. He's, like, he's trying to imitate the voice of Roy. Yes, and uh, from what I uh, remember reading, he even stated in an interview that he does that on purpose so the fans don't feel the change too radical. And uh, from my point of view, I think it's a mistake. Yes, I, I agree with Because he should that. have his own personal... Uh, personal touch, touch on the music and on the image because he also uh, tries to imitate the way uh, Roy looked Um not only the way he dressed or, for example, the movements he did in the videos, the way he sings, but also, for example, uh, a little detail I noticed, uh, the jewelry he had on his hands, the, um, the rings and the way he was wearing them. And that for me is a bit too much. Now, I, I, don't ha I cannot say that the song was bad because actually no, I like the song. The, the song was, was good. But I think uh, maybe, I don't know if Camelot uh, should start to think of taking the band to another yes. level, let's say, with a new I singer. Would, I would also like with to see them in... taking some risks. Like, do, do something different. Do um, use Tommy to his, high, uh, to his full potential because you never know where this band could go. Unless you stop thinking of what the fans might want to to hear and just play what you feel like really doing. Because fans, of course, they have the older albums with Roy and they should understand that once he left, things should change and the band cannot continue in the same formula because they are not in the same formula anymore. 
But you, do you remember that we were at the same topic with Nightwish? Yes. A couple yes. of ago. Mm-hmm. But they did a lot better. Well, they took the risk, actually, with the net. And yes. they changed completely. And that was good. I mean, they also brought Troy, and what a difference was that was. I think it worked good. But even even if I wouldn't have liked it, even if some of the songs I, I don't care much about, I still like the fact that they have their own style, they love it, they go with it, and if people like it, good. If they and, don't, this is it. And now, uh, a lot But of they show improvement, they show maturity. Uh, for example, in the case of Floor Jansen now here in the band, uh, she didn't come also to imitate Flo- uh, Taria. She has her own style completely. Yes, imagine how it would have been like if uh, Annette and Flor would have dressed like Taria and tried to imitate her and just go with the, with the same way that they uh, did the previous albums. I think that Annette was trying, in fact, to imitate Taria in a, in a, at least during uh, the first uh, months of being in Nightwish. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, she had her uh, her uh, hair dyed. Black. I don't know if you remember. Yes, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes, and uh, I don't know if it was her decision or if it, it was a management's uh, suggestions, like, oh, perhaps you should look more like Talia. I don't know. So I, I'm not sure if it's it Tommy's decision or, or perhaps uh, the um, the record label suggested that. I don't well, know. Whoever's decision it was, he definitely went with it. So. <laughs> he's in he's in that okay <laughs> okay but uh it's a good it's a good song yes and because of that let's go listen to camelot with insomnia, insomnia. Sign, up. sign up and we're back from uh listening to camelot and let's move on to the video that we have been talking since before moonspell and i think anna you wanted to start in this one right uh, yes, uh, the, the Moonspell, uh, again, as we, as we were speaking about the lyrics video, the Moonspell has also released uh, the new video, the lyrics video. Uh, well, first of all, I would like to say that uh, it's very much, um, it's, it's, uh, I think it's very much in the climate of the song. It's very much um, compatible uh, with the song. Uh, I don't know what's your impression. Yeah, I I actually like the kind of uh, Arabic, uh, Hindi or Oriental Oriental, uh, style even of drawings, like old cartoons, I don't know. It it reminds me of uh, 1000 Nights. Yes, but you know, yeah, 1000 Nights, the the book, the stories. Mm -hmm. But you know what was one of the first things? And the first thing that I said... When I listen to the song without watching the video, is that Sisters of Mercy? <laughs> it, I don't know why I have the impression that this song is so Sisters of Mercy style, like all the way even from the boy style he's doing. I think you, you would even expect that Ofra Haza would appear there and sing with the... Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and I think it's... Uh, Moonspell hasn't shown that much uh, oriental uh, influences yet. So I think that could be a bit surprising for the fans. Yes, but it works so good. I think it worked good. I also like the song so much. I like the song very much compared... Actually, if you listen to the first song they mm-hmm. released, Extinct. That, Extinct, and you listen to this one, it's like, wow. Like, yes. Different, but good. Both but, of them. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Like two new, two different worlds. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the lyrics, Anna? Uh, I was thinking about the strange combination. I don't. I, I have to say that I haven't searched for the lyrics uh, the, the, after I saw the video. Uh, but the the title is in. It's, it's some 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 kind of combination. Like for me, it's like a combination of Medusa and Jerusalem. I don't yes. know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the first thing you come that comes to your mind. That's right. So uh, on one on one hand, you have Medusa from Greek mythology, the woman with the snake-like hair, whose uh, eyes were turning into a stone. And on the other hand, you have Christian and Jewish Jerusalem. So I, I don't know if it was a deliberate choice. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at least for me, the name uh, took me to Methuselah. Okay. You know, the, uh, the character from the Bible, the I one that lived the longest, ah, yes, had yes. a very long life. Methuselah. Yes. yes. It's very similar at the same time. And hmm. that could be, <laughs> yeah, could that be, is the, the one I thought of first. I would love if Monspell, uh, uh, apart from the music, uh, this new lyrics video uh, could suggest us some more interpretations because we all know that uh, Fernando, Fernando the, the author of lyrics, is a very well-educated man and he... Uh-huh. Fernando Ribeiro. That's right. So I would love to hear some suggestions about interpretation about this, uh, some, some give, to give us some blueprints of what he was thinking about. Yeah. I, I think because he's, he's got his own uh, page on uh, Facebook and he always uh, gives, uh, he gives uh, posts, he posts regularly there. So I would love to, I don't know, perhaps I should ask him what was he thinking about. And oh, while we were watching the video, Laura was telling me that uh, the design in the back reminds her the, um, what's of the name? Of the mandala. Mandala. That's right. Yes, uh, but um, now thinking about it, I'm not sure. Uh, it's, well, it was the first impression. When, when she like told me the, about it, I searched a bit about it. And yes, it says that it should have radial balance. And if I see the design in the back, it has a radial balance, in fact. Uh, yes, but it's from the uh, Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Here it's like a combination of cultures in the end, you know? If that'll be the case. Well, but you, I, I think you are correct in saying that reminds you that. I mean, we checked some designs online about uh, Mandala and looks pretty similar, many of them. I mean, none, there were not two exact ones, but... I think that Mandala is in fact a very universal uh, symbol. And uh, you have already mentioned Jung here, Carl Gustav Jung. In fact, he was, uh, he was considering it to be the representation of human psyche. So I think it's not just Eastern, but it's more like universal. Uh-huh. Perhaps it's Mandala, yes. Maybe. Anyway, the the drawings were very nice. I like the the graphics. Um, were were nice, and also the um, the lyrics spoken by uh, the female voice in the middle were very nice. I think they were uh, spoken in Farsi. Farsi, uh huh. Yes, um, too bad we don't have the lyrics for that. Would have been very nice that they would have and added... And have the translation from yes, Farsi to English. as well. Maybe we could find them somewhere around. Yeah, would would have been a nice touch to add them in the, um, in the video. Well, if somebody from the audience listening to us from the public knows the lyrics in Farsi or what they're saying, share them with us so we can uh, comment them next time. Uh, anything else to say about Moonspell? They sound good. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and they they did a good job with the video. And they are uh, right now they are touring uh, in in America, and they have just uh, finished the the show in Mexico. So and they were delighted. Yes, and not only them, they are in Mexico now, but also Camelot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so, here in Romania. Yes, both of us are here. <laughs> Yes, that was uh, the good part of being in Mexico for living there. You always have concerts and you have most bands touring in in Mexico, especially in the Uh, capital, Mexico City. But well, let's uh, not uh, waste any more time in listening to this song because it's a very good one. So let's listen Moonspell with Medusalem. Sign Sign up. And that was Moonspell with the song Medusalem. And the next uh, news is... Cyrenia. Who wants to start with Cyrenia? Uh, well, so Cyrenia uh, has uh, re- released the preview of the new album, and I don't know what you think. I I, I heard you uh, speaking last time about the video and the song, and well, you were not that much impressed, and no. I have, I have to say I agree with you because. But when when I was uh, listening to that song for the first time, the new song by uh, Cyrenia and the video, I was listening to this and I was thinking, where have the choirs gone? Because exactly, (laughs) they are on uh, every other song but this one. (laughs) So that took me to the conclusion that Cyrenia 
chose the worst song of the album to be their first single. Or maybe the lightest. The one that they thought they could reach more people. The more pop. People. The more... Yeah. In fact, this is the, this is the fact what I, I was thinking about because uh, when I saw the video and and the song, I was thinking, oh, it's rather poor. I mean, if this is the whole, the whole album is going to look like that, then oh, I'm not so so much impressed. But the thing was that uh, after that whole uh, preview uh, of of the new album, I was thinking, oh, okay, good good old Serenia is back. Because uh, when you when you listen to this extract of me, of all the album of, of the song of the of the album, uh, I was thinking, okay, so right now we are back home. Yes, it's Sirenia, definitely. I agree completely. I said, oh my god, this is exactly what I was waiting for. With all the other songs except that one, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have no idea why they chose that song as a single. Because it does not represent actually the album at all. No, yes. From what we, we heard on the preview. Exactly, no. of course, from what we hear, hear from the preview. It doesn't at all. I think that, for example, I don't know, they could have chosen something like... You liked Sons of the North. Sons of I the North was right. uh, good. Uh, I don't know, they have... Uh, many, many, many other songs were very good as... Uh, as a as an intro, I don't know, even elixir. Well, who knows what uh, what made even. them decide on that song, "Once My Light." But yeah, this is what they they chose. Light. They made a video for that. Hopefully, they will they will also make a lyric video <laughs> 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 to promote the album further after <laughs> its release. Yes, this is what they wanted to say that they will definitely release lyrics videos soon. So no worries. <laughs> yes, uh, that's okay, but. There was another thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, since uh, the change, the last change of vocalist in Sirenia, I couldn't listen to it anymore. Uh, I like um, the fact that Aileen has a good voice. Um, she used it very differently lately, and I like that. Um, but to me, she sounds um, very whiny. It's the kind of singing and the voice that just scrapes my nerves. I, I can't listen to it. I can't listen to it. not even one song. I remember uh, Seven uh, Widows Weep was a very, very cool song. And um, there was a part where her voice sounded very different. And I loved it. I wish you would sing like that on every album, <laughs> on every every song. <laughs> but of course, that that won't happen. Still... Her voice is it's it's different. Well, it's different, but uh, after hearing this preview, I, I was really happy with it. I, I I'd say that uh, it's what uh, Sirenia made them be. That was their style, I, yes. I, if I would say. If you can actually, put I a, I agree. I mean, in in the end, uh, mm -hmm. the the one writing the songs and the one creating the music is the same person. Uh, here, the change was um, in vocalist. Oh, I, but I wish they would have stayed with someone else. My I, my personal choice. But uh, you know what I was thinking that uh, the fact that Sirenia managed to establish establish you know their uh, significant sound, the sound that you cannot really mistaken for anyone else, uh, despite so many changes of the singers of the vocalists, I think it's a miracle. How many they had so far? Like four, four vocalists, if I remember correctly. Uh, the first, the first one was Fabienne, the French woman. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Henriette, I yes. think. Mm -hmm. uh, then there was uh, Martin, Martin, I think. I, I'm not sure. And then you have ne next one. You have the fourth one, uh, Ilo, Eileen. Eileen. Okay, so yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. That well, was Sirenia. Any other comments about Sirenia? Let's wait for the lyrics video. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see what uh, what they make. And let's go to listen to a song. And now we are listening to My Destiny Coming to Pass. Sign up. Sign up. And we continue now with Synapse. This is Synapse episode number five. And uh, our last news of today, it's Paradise Lost. New lyric video. And the fact that they will perform the full new album live. 
And I think uh, there will be already a lot of comments about that lyric video, right? Oh, yeah. I, I loved it for for once. Um, I thought it was a very nice uh, video. I love the graphics. Um, we talked uh, in previous episode of Sign Ups about the cover art of the their new album. And um, in this lyric video, we get to see some close-ups, some details of it. Uh, then uh, they uh, also add some new images of uh, gears and of, um, let's say, like um, veins of of blood. Uh, but I think the overall feeling of um, of this video uh, it matches very well um, the lyrics and the title. The title is "No Hope in Sight," and um, the overall feeling, as I was saying earlier, is for me. Is decay, ruin, uh, sickness, sickness, lost hope, um, and um, it kind of matches uh, the way uh, Paradise Lost usually write their lyrics and their music. The mm-hmm. the, idea. the first idea impression that I got from the video, or yeah, the idea was uh, somebody that is trapped in itself in a in a decaying body. In it's like no, no, like you're trapped inside yourself. Yes, but and that same... is rotting you from the inside. Yes, and also the outside is decaying at the same time. It because... was so interesting, and actually, what I liked a lot was the close-ups also of the cover art. Yo, we have to go really through. I was wondering if they would release a high resolution of it, because I would love to go through each detail of that cover art. There's a lot of little things and in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the artist will uh, release that. Anna? I think it was a great um, video, uh, lyrics video, uh, but I also think uh, it's a great song. Uh, the first thing that I was think, uh, thinking about was it sounds like a good, mature Paradise Lost. Indeed, very well said, Anna. <laughs> I thought the same when uh, when I heard it. And I liked the the singing style also. Yes, so this is, you know, this is the kind of uh, of uh, song I would like to hear from any other, uh, I, I would like any other uh, bands to grow up, to develop uh, in a way that Paradise Lost do. So, yeah, like we, we talked a bit earlier about Camelot, no? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you would like to see them, um, as you said, develop. Yes, that, that's right. They're really developing and they don't lose uh, their power. Uh, you know, they, they still sound a bit like uh, Paradise Lost in the 90s, uh, but they don't need to show anything else. They don't need to prove anything else. So they really, really, I think that they already won my heart with that song. And I'm really eager to listen to the whole album. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I cannot wait to hear the full album. Yes, it's such a beautiful song. So, uh, as you said, mature. And um, you you, you really recognize it, as we also said previously, with uh, Luca Torilli and Camelot. um, The essence is still there. Their typical sound, their signature sound. But what the change here were the vocals. The fact that the beginning of the song is with growls. And what I liked is the build-up of the song. It, I think it has a very nice build-up, a very nice rhythm. Um, just listen to it and enjoy it. Yes. But, well, today we will not listen to No Hope Inside. Yes, we will listen to No Hope Inside. And <laughs> we'll be right back. Sign up. Sign up. Paradise Lost with No Hope Inside, the new single and lyric video that they are releasing. And we come now to the topic of the week, which is bands merchandise. Items that you can buy from bands or that you have seen crafted by fans because, uh, or by other, not, not exactly the bands, by people selling items of bands. So what do you think about uh, item, the merchandising of bands? What are the most common items? I'd say t-shirts. Obviously. Um, clothing items, I would say. T-shirts, hoodies, um, patches, I... backpacks, uh, caps, um, gloves, hats, <laughs> pants. 
I think I think that I agree with you because um, the normal, let's say normal merchandise uh, includes t-shirts, uh, hoodies, jackets, uh, belts, bracelets, headwear, uh, backpacks and wallets and pencil cases, pillows, flags and keychains, badges and so on. However, I want to say something here uh, about merchandise. Uh, I also spotted some less common gadgets. Uh, in fact, if you want to be a trendy metal fan, and of course, if you have a lot of money to spend, you have plenty of gadgets to choose from. And I would even dare to say that any area of your life is covered by metal bands. <laughs> so let me, let me tell you why. Uh, so if you want to eat, you can have a barbecue. If you want to have a barbecue, you can choose uh, ACDs in real meat and, yes. uh, and grow barbecue sauce. If you want to drink, you can choose between Megadeth coffee. <laughs> sorry, <coughs> sorry, Megadeth, Megadeth coffee, <laughs> Lordi Cola. Yes, my Lordi. Uh, Vader energy drink. Uh, Vader is a Polish band. Yes. Uh, Samuel or Nightwish wine. Nightwish wine. Also Therian wine. Therian wine. Yes, they also got their wine. So you can choose between the drinks uh, of your of your choice. And if you want to use cosmetics, you can have kiss makeup and hair. <laughs> We saw it in a commercial. In a commercial lately. in Walmart. <laughs> yes, uh, or or you can have you can also have Alice Cooper's eyeliner, which I think is very adequate uh, because we all know how Alice Cooper looks like. Uh, if you want to go skiing, you can uh, have Ro Rolling Stone skis. Yes, I've, I've seen them. They really have uh, problems some skis. <laughs> and, well, if you, have, if you want to have sex and have no partner, you can use a Rammstein dildo. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, yes. Rammstein. <clears throat> sorry. Rammstein has a dildo box set. Or if you have a partner. <laughs> sorry. You can use a condom, right? <laughs> or, or use both at the same time. Nightwish was giving also condoms in a concert, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, Manowar, uh, Hammerfall, and Nightwish, and others. Nightwish, in fact, has uh, condoms called Dark Passion Plays. So, so this, is, this is interesting. You can use, when you want to be romantic, a Nightwish condom. And when you want to be more uh, wild, you can use a... <laughs> Yeah, it depends on your preferences. Let's let's just leave it on that, okay? But, uh, well, there's one more thing I have to say because, however, if I were a metal band, I would think twice before releasing condoms because what would happen? What would happen if uh, any of them broke? They would be sons of the band. Well, if a condom broke and a baby come to the world, <laughs> you can feed it with Metallica Metallica baby set. You know, just to feed baby. <laughs> Well, probably the bands think of their future, no? If those parents are listening to the bands, their children will most likely listen to the bands as well, at least know about them. So yes. they think of the future generation that are going to buy their CDs and probably condoms. Yeah. Well, Laura, in fact, there's a lot of accessories for children, especially clothes for the babies of metal-loving parents. Yes, yes, I saw yeah. some. Yes. However, I, I don't think they are useful because children grow up fast, so they won't be able to use the clothes for long. And anyway, uh, even if you die, you can still have a heavy metal funeral with the coffin or urn from the, for your ashes provided by Kiss with their logo. And if it's winter, you show it to me, that one. You can have your uh, winter sweater from Slayer. Yeah. My favorite metal gadget is Slayer Christmas sweater. So imagine that you are going uh, for a Christmas party to your grandma and you are wearing a real, real Christmas sweater uh, with the logo of the band, but it's not in a very metal way. It's more like ad adjusted to the sweater. It's as I sent you, uh, sent you the photo and uh, you can see how it looks like with little pentagrams uh, and uh, the logo of the band. I, really, I think it's really sweet and, well, uh, I think Vlad would look like great in this sweater. Yeah, let's hope the grandma doesn't have very good eyesight. <laughs> and I, I found another one so weird. I mean, Tenacious D, come rag. 
Everything else is just a comrack. The official Tenacious D comrack. And it's a uh, has a rainbow and a unicorn and a real flower smiling to the unicorn. Very nice. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, by the way, yes, uh, there's one whole thing. I, I don't know what you, you are thinking about it and what the listeners are thinking about it. Because in many shops, I found uh, be, be, uh, panties, lingerie for women, especially for women, with panties, uh, with the logo of the bands. Uh, but I don't know what you think. I, I would feel. I think I would feel a bit um, awkward to wear the logo of my family band, family band on my back. Not only that, I, I found there's... Mastodon has the Astodon line of bikinis. Well, considering there are lots of And in the back, of course, in the back says Astodon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wouldn't wear those. But I don't know, but I don't know if you notice it's, it's only for the women. Uh, to, this lingerie is for, only for women. I, don't, I haven't seen a, a panties for men. Well, so it can be for women or for guys that would like to use that. I don't know. You never know. Yes. Would <laughs> you really like to have... To Not have... me. I'm just saying somebody yes, else yes, might yes. like it. Just as we said earlier, it comes to personal preferences. So, yeah, I wouldn't wear it, but who knows? Well, yes. So, so yes, there's, a, there's a plenty of gadgets. And, of course, I think that uh, bands uh, want to um, pe- to um, provide so many uh, of these uh, gadgets just to make sure that uh, every fan can have something that would suit them. So, But, of course, it's, of course, uh, it's merchandise, yes? It's for sell- selling, and especially in the times where the records are not selling so, so, so well, it's important for the band to be able to earn from the music. So I think I think it's completely uh, understood, and I, I uh, agree. In fact, uh, I think it's a good way to uh, support your band. I, I have so many <laughs> t-shirts, yes, and uh, also I have some other uh, merchandising uh, gadgets, some gadgets from band merchandising. Uh, I have a pencil case. In fact, I go with that pencil case uh, to my work because I'm a teacher, and my my students saw, uh, see this uh, nightwish uh, pencil case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now question. Let's see what uh, you uh, girls think. Do you think that uh, merchandise is actually now, uh, let's say, the people that actually buy from the band really a big aid to them, or is just an extra cash that could come around, you know, or it's something really that uh, has been helping up bands to build up their image. I don't know what Lauda thinks, but uh, I think it's it's a good way to promote the band. Because, uh, I don't know, for, for example, for me, I don't, I cannot say that I uh, buy CDs uh, I, in, the, in the physical form. Uh, I prefer uh, um, MP3s, so... I, I would rather buy them from the from the from the internet shops uh, from the from the um, well from Amazon for example and and so on. Uh, but I would I'm not sure how much of this of this money goes goes directly to the band. Uh, how, how many is how much is uh, left for the uh, well let's let's say this uh, copyright uh, um, uh, organizations. And, and so on. And I think that perhaps with the gadgets, it's more probable that more of this money of of the, of, the, of this of, of money goes to directly to bank. I don't know. I have no, no idea, but perhaps it's like that. Uh, I would imagine that just a small percent of them go to the band. Um, I would think uh, something under ten percent. Of course, I'm, I'm not sure, but considering uh, uh, other products or how things go in um, other areas, um, I like buying uh, CDs. I like uh, having the the hard copy, and uh, depending on the album, I like special editions. Um, as I said uh, in the previous episode, I'm not a big fan of wearing. Um, t-shirts or any other uh, clothing item from bands unless they are also special editions for example uh, anniversary t-shirts or something uh, special or special design maybe i'm a bit picky 
um, what um, I don't know, maybe wine, maybe a book, maybe something else would uh, be interesting. But um, depending on its value, depends on how original it is, uh, depends on uh, how nice the design is. A uh, lot of things matter here. But at the same time, I would prefer to support a band by going to the concert, by buying the album, um, than buying uh, other items that they are selling. Do you think that the items being sold, uh, mostly younger people would be buying them? I don't know, people under 25 probably? Uh, probably, yes, I, I would think so. Uh, because I remember from my youth <laughs> from when I was a teenager um, I would have bought everything or let's say many items from the bands I liked and yes I would have bought um, t-shirts I would have bought uh, underwear I would have bought uh, cups and pencil cases or backpacks or anything if those would have, would have been easily available and if I would have had the money so yes I probably they focus more on the younger audience I, I think it's uh, in my case it was uh, similar similar as uh, Laura says because uh, in during my youth and I think if we are in the same age or similar age there was uh, no that much merchandising uh, available and in fact I remember that uh, at the time I was uh, very much into grunge music in events like Pearl Jam and uh, I I really wanted to have a T-shirt Pearl Jam T-shirt. Uh, so uh, I, I was going to the music shop uh, in my town and like <laughs> almost every week and I was asking, do you have Pearl Jam t-shirt? And said, <laughs> come, come next, uh, next week. And the next week I was coming and asking, do you have Pearl Jam t-shirt? And so on. So, you know, perhaps this is why when I, when I was able to, to uh, when they, they were available, uh, the, the merchandising was available and I had money finally because I was finally earning. Uh, perhaps this is why I started to wear t-shirts at the age where you usually don't wear rock t-shirts, metal bands t-shirts. And, you know, in fact, uh, some of them are made in a way that I really think that they are, they are elegant. Uh, because I, some of them I, in fact, wear to my work. Uh, for example, I have one by Within Temptation. It was for the, the, the cover art for uh, the, the album uh, Silent Force, The Silent Force. Mm -hmm. And it's very elegant. And I wear it to my, home, to my work with jeans. And I, I don't look uh, very, uh, very much heavy metal. I, I just look normal. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me of, of something, uh, what you said that sometimes you can't find the t-shirts of the band you like. Um, my brother created one uh, for um, the band he loved oh, like 15 years ago. Uh, there was this band that um, released only three albums. Can we say the name? Yes. It's uh, Dreams of Sanity. And um, because... It was almost impossible to to get a T-shirt, especially after the band uh, stopped. Disbanded. <laughs> yes, um, stopped playing. Uh, he created his own T-shirt. He got a black T-shirt. He got his um, uh, acrylic um, paints. Paints, and he just drew a very nice design. And he was uh, wearing that T-shirt very proudly, and was a, a wonderful T-shirt. Many times. Uh, he was asked like wow where did you get that t-shirt it's so amazing <laughs> i just made it myself so wow. yeah this also pushes the the people to be creative and um just find ways of um of sharing um the name of the band and uh i don't know even creating a cool design based on the music okay so now let's see i think we the three of us have used our own In the past or now, a t-shirt of a band. <laughs> definitely. I think definitely. That's right. Let's start now with Anna. What other merchandise item? I mean, you mentioned already the... Uh, than than one of Nidus, yes. Yes. What other uh, merchandise item ha ha have you owned before? 
so apart from this uh, pile of t-shirts that are in my uh-huh. room, uh, I have so and a part of this uh, uh, pencil case. I also have a Nightwish pillow, a very nice one. I bought it because it was small and very comfortable. Uh, it looks very, it looks very comfortable, and right now I use it very much. And also my nieces like like them because it's very small and comfortable. And uh, I also have a Nightwish backpack. But uh, you know, it's uh, it was uh, <laughs> the fact that I bought them uh, was. Uh, it was uh, around the time when Nightwish released uh, Dark Passion Play, and in fact, I chose the the items with uh, my favorite album of Nightwish, uh, that was Century Child, and mm-hmm. uh, this is how I wanted to uh, promote uh, the the uh, not the the, the current uh, uh, not the current album for Nightwish, but the previous one, of course, with Talia. Yes, so mm-hmm. I. I to have not just not just Nightwish items, but I wanted to have the the ones that I really like. So uh, I had these uh, three items from Nightwish. I think I'm thinking about others, but yeah, I think these are the three. These three. Okay, uh, Laura. Beside t-shirts and posters and uh, albums, I don't think I got anything else. Well, uh, let's see now myself. I got t-shirts, of course, uh, posters, not many. <laughs> the funny part, you know what is, I was collecting mm. a lot of flyers of concerts. Um, yeah. I have at uh, home in Mexico, by lots of flyers by signed, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. many signed by bands, uh, flyers from the concerts, but tickets and tickets, yes, signed tickets, tickets of concerts. Concert. But, uh, I used to have, and there's one item that was very special for me and unfortunately i don't know if it still exists because maybe my mom got rid of it <laughs> since <laughs> it was left behind in uh, at my home in mexico but uh it's it was a special coin a big coin i don't know uh, two centimeters in diameter maybe maybe a little bigger than two centimeters in diameter uh it wa- it had carved in one side uh, uh no how how is it called brushed the metal with the tribal s of sepultura ah. and it had a hole um, up there and it had a leather uh necklace you know to put around the neck and that was the kind of item that i wore for at least 4 years in a row i had it with me all the time with me wearing it, wearing it, my Sepultura coin and with the tribal S. In fact, that tribal S has been one of the things that I always wanted as a tattoo. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I loved it. Uh, I used to love it very much. Well, you can still get one. <laughs> a tattoo, I mean, not a coin. <laughs> or yeah, the coin well, when you... Nowadays, I don't know if I would do the tribal S. Probably, but I'm not sure. No. It was just an idea. Yeah. But uh, besides that, I had uh, some... Uh, in fact, right now, I have an item from a band. A bottle opener for beers. Oh, that yes. one that Hella Rice gave to us. Yes. I, and it has been very useful <laughs> to open beers when nobody has anything to open. And they start to try with a, a lighters, with the edge of a table, with a knife. I take my chains and my keychain. Yes, because you have that one with you always. All the time, yeah. yeah carrying the keys. And I had before another keychain of, uh, uh, I think it was keys, but very long time ago when I was still a little. Like uh, 20 years ago, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me tell <laughs> Just you. Just making things clear. Let me tell you one thing that I got. Uh, there was this robot when I was like uh, six years old in around uh, 1980. Or should I not say dates? <laughs> yeah, like 35 years ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a robot called the 2XL. And you used to uh, put inside the robot uh, eight track tapes. Eight track. It was not even a cassette. Wow. It was eight track. And an uncle of mine came from the US with an eight track of keys. And he gave it to me. And instead of playing with the robot, with, you know, mm-hmm. the 8-track cassette of programming and asking questions to the robot, 
and pressing buttons if yes or no and answering them i was <laughs> playing with the buttons to play the tracks of keys and that eight track uh, tape stayed with me for many years as a item of merchandising and wow. proud to show it <laughs> off oh <laughs> uh, that would be something to see now unfortunately those all things you know as you grow yeah but uh, but uh this gave me an idea in the next episode of Synapse, we could talk about um band related tattoos because or tattoos in general my idea was because um i'm following a lot of bands online on um different um platforms and uh, many times i see them uh posting um uh, images that their fans send with their tattoos inspired by the music or by the artwork or by the logo of the band so i think it's it's interesting to talk a little about that but, uh, also, uh, but then I, i would say something if we're going to talk about tattoos uh, we can do it in, as a general way because not everything has to be related about music we let's talk about next week about tattoos as a, in general do you agree anna yes of course Anyway, this was also related with something that I wrote in my um in the notes for today. Today in the video of Camelot, uh, while watching it, I noticed that Tommy puts his hand on the chest of one of the women in the video and appears the symbol of Camelot, the logo, the K. And this reminded me that um this appears also in a previous uh, video of Camelot uh, on the back of the wife of um Thomas Youngblood. I forgot her name, but she had it like uh, painted or tattooed on her full back, the K symbol. So it's interesting that that appeared again in, in this one. And of course, it's only women wearing them. Okay, I'm back to gadgets. Um, what other gadgets uh, do you use? What other gadgets have you bought? Please let us know. Write uh, write uh, a message to us on Facebook and our contact in the chat. Let us know what is your favorite gadget. How much would you be uh, willing to spend in a gadget? How much, Laura, would you think uh, is a reasonable price to spend in a gadget from a band, in an mm, item? That's so hard to say because it depends how much you like the band, how much you like the item. Is it for a special cause? Is okay, it for okay, a okay. But wait, are you willing to really give a lot of money for an item that you actually like and is a special edition or whatever, or not? Uh, or there's a limit where you will say, I don't care how much I like the band, I would never spend such amount of money in something. I would. I would spend some some money, I don't know, like 200 euro. I think. I would spend it on an item that... It also matters a lot, as I said a little earlier if it's for a charity if it's for something else not just giving money to uh, know, but we're not for... talking about charity well i remember that some of the bands do that yes sometimes. but let's let's not consider charity okay an item that you can buy in a store from a band okay so it's are you store. willing okay, to okay. spend money how much are you willing to spend from <laughs> an, for an item or would you spend any kind of money mm. I would, but I think I would be more, um, I would spend a little less if it's like that from a store. If it's not a special item. But really. how much is a little less? Like, I mean, mm. uh, are we talking hundreds, thousands, or just a okay, couple of... Um, something I would be interested in would be, for example, a t-shirt or a piece of clothing, let's say. Okay, but you're not willing to pay, for example, uh, $200 for a sheets for the bed um no three hundred dollars no no i would not but if it's a special uh clothing item i don't know maybe a dress maybe uh, something more different maybe i would go 150 okay anna well if you are asking me if i bought another uh, uh t-shirt of a band then i would say yes of course i would <laughs> even though i have so many of them already but it's always a new t-shirt of your favorite band. But uh, what if it's a t-shirt, a special edition, that they will be costing it in 200 euros? 
Okay, that would be too much, I think. Uh, but also, you uh, Navla mentioned uh, charity, uh, and I think it's a good way because I know that at least some of the bands uh, support charity, and that some of the money from the t-shirts go to charity. I know that uh, Moonspell was uh, paying some money for the uh, Wolves Con Conservation Fund. Fund. So I, I think that perhaps could be a good way. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that charity. It's a good thing, and I myself have uh, paid and donated money for items in charity and so on. Mm, like a song of counter move. Mm -hmm. People paying for overpriced items. Uh, not everybody is willing to do that, or not everybody can do that. That's why you don't find that many items that are that expensive, because the band, the management, the people deciding to put them to sale know that you can't have, let's say, 5,000 t-shirts at 300 euro. Okay. Anything else to say about merchandising or we leave it like that open so that people leave us their comments? Let's leave it open. Let's see what other people have to say. Perhaps somebody has, somebody has that player Christmas sweater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, tell us what items do you have from a band? Tell us uh, what you would be willing to spend for an item or you will not be able to spend for certain items. Just let us know. Send us a voicemail in the chat, in the Facebook, in the email. Whatever you think is or whatever is your favorite method. And now it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you very much for having me today. It was extremely pleasant and fun to be with you and with the listeners, and hope to see you next week. Thank you very much. See you. Laura? Um, thanks for listening. Um, it was very nice being here. We had a very interesting conversation about um, each topic we discussed. And uh, talk to you next week. Okay, and thank you so much, girls, for today. It was really fun. And we invite everybody to come next week uh, live, to listen to us live, or to listen to the podcast a few hours later. Remember that you can always share with us your ideas, or if you have ideas for a topic that we should be discussing, just let us know. My name is Rafael, and I'll talk to you next week. Synapse. Synapse.